Kids and coaches to another episode of West of Nowhere. I am Levi. Daddy Warbucks here. <laughs> and Mark is Mark is back filling in filling in for the shoes. Also, Papa Papa Stadler over here. Oh yeah. Filling yeah. the shoes. A lot now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Before we get too far into that, I'm gonna thank all of our Patreon people. Um which, you know, you here soon. You might be able to just have one kid for every subscriber we got. Uh, <laughs> we want nice. to thank Adam Pacino, Tony Burgess, Sam Norton, Natalie Tacarante, Kylie Gangwish, Daddy Warbucks, Mark Stadler, Colton Zamersla, and Jeremy Brazzers. Um, yeah. Yeah. So back to the good stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, you're outnumbered in your own house. Yes, how, how does it I feel? am. It feels <laughs> weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We really thought it was a boy, and so did a lot of other people. So, like, um, I got the opportunity to, you know, tell my wife what it was, and when the doctor held up the baby, I, like, looked down in that area, and I'm like, huh. <laughs> I'm like, it's a girl. Like, I was yeah. still surprised, but it just was like, at, this pregnancy was so different for her. Like, yeah. the symptoms, like, her cravings, the way she held the baby and everything. So, it's just very different um right. but honestly like um props to my wife she's like a superhuman like she did it unassisted like no epidural oh, all natural shit. okay yeah the only scary thing was um it's called a nuchal and it was a double nuchal which that means the umbilical cord was actually wrapped around her neck. oh heck yeah but thankfully you know um the doctor saw it and i saw it. i'm like oh she is and once we were um Kind of once we got past the um, canal part, Doctor helped Chantel kind of get it out quicker yeah. and unwrapped it real quick. But um, like uh, on a nursing standpoint, like there's an Apgar score. This is getting too medical already. Sweet. <laughs> and so it's how well the baby does coming after birth, right. and, the, and they rated on just a couple of things. Like one is like color um, oh, okay. and like sound and some other stuff. And so, like, instantly, baby started crying, and she was a little blue, but not terrible. So, it was, it turned out all good. Everything came out good. But it, um, it feels so weird, though, because, you know, um, I feel like for our first child, it was, you know, very huge. Like, this is, like, you know, groundbreaking. And not to, like, downplay um, this child's birth by any means. It's just it feels different. Right. And, like, you know, we're already parents. And right. so, it's, like... I feel bad for this um, daughter, her name's Gwendolyn, <laughs> because Charlotte, you know, got all this attention, and now we have to divide our attention between two of them, and, like, we're just never going to have that one-on-one -on -one with Charlotte ever again, which kind of breaks right. my heart. But on the plus side, um, you know, Gwendolyn will have better parents because, you know, yeah. Charlotte was the first, and we're just kind of, kind of experiencing with parenthood, which, honestly, I feel like as I age and as my children get older, it's always an experiment. Our our parents, like, you think they know everything. And yeah. Sometimes they might know a lot or they might know nothing. And it's just wild to think that, you know, I was ha like, my parents were having probably similar thoughts that I yeah. was. You know, it's very, it's very weird. It definitely changes your perspective on parenting. I believe it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it 
I understand what you're saying about, you know, Charlotte's not going to get either one of them aren't going to get a whole lot of alone time, really. But yeah, that's kind of the whole point of getting more. Right. So they can have that that bonding experience yeah. with another child. And, yeah. you know, Charlotte's young enough to where it's like it's perfect for her because she's, you know, starting to get these bigger concepts as she mm-hmm. grows up and um maybe like obviously not like responsibility responsibility but like you can kind of like help have her even help with certain like small things and like it's gonna Mm -hmm. be it's gonna be a lot more involved but that's one thing i always hear about uh parents with multiple children is like first one you like stressing about everything you're so hyper focused on yeah all the things and then the second one comes and then they're just like okay well (laughs) all right we kind of know this rodeo a little bit like Mm-hmm. Obviously, every kid has their own specific challenges, but yeah, um, I <laughs> like my um, well, my my experience is a little more unique just because Tom's like got a bigger age gap than yeah than most uh, siblings. And how big me, is the age gap again? Five and a half between me and him. Oh, okay, and then seven between me and Landon. Yeah, um, and like I was. Uh, a rambunctious child after a certain point, but like, <laughs> you know, getting me to that point, it was like, all right, you're <laughs> like, we kind of got this, we got this all figured out. Granted, yeah. I was my dad's first kid. So it was like mm. a little bit of the mix, but I think I'm very excited. You guys are, are already one of my favorite little family units. So well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate a lot. Also, Fucking ten out of ten on the name Gwendolyn. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, you like Big that? Fan. Good. Yeah, that was definitely Chantel's pick. We had so many boy names picked out. So when it was a girl, it's kind of like <laughs> fuck, because <laughs> she had some other names that she picked out, and they were okay, but nothing. I don't know. Like you, it since we didn't know this one, like I feel like I'm a very visual person, so like it's very hard for me to like. I'm like a daydreamer. Like right. I think about things, scenarios and things all the time. Sure. So like it makes it easier if the shoe fits beforehand, right. if I know what the shoe looks like. Um, so, but yeah, no. So Gwendolyn, um, Chantel liked the name Amelia and like looked Ooh. on like names that kind of, kind of like had the same had the feel. Vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So Gwendolyn definitely did. And then Jane is named after my um, grandmother that passed away. Oh, hell two, yeah. Okay. Almost two years ago now. A little bit approaching two years. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was good. And honestly, it was on accident. So Charlotte and Gwendolyn, same like um, num- like letters uh, or like... Um, A- amount of letters. Ma- um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then Elaine is Charlotte's and then we have Jane. So uh. they actually... And then it's like <laughs> syllables, yeah. not even planned. So it's That's pretty really cool. Good. Yeah. I she like was it. so excited. Is like we oh, she didn't yeah. know either. So when I took her to the hospital, I'm like, are you excited to meet your... Um, either your brother or your sister she's like yeah i excited <laughs> and i'm like is it a boy or a girl and she said it's a girl and i'm like oh, all yeah. right <laughs> so it was good things have been going good that's awesome but, yeah um also you were a flower girl this weekend but a I flower was. man <laughs> flower bro um, yes i think i don't know how many different terms there are for it but yeah oh. it was uh it was pretty fun the idea of it is pretty funny too like um it's fucking glorious dude you killed yeah. it <laughs> you Thanks. killed it so good <laughs> um my uh my friends katie and nick they got married and uh they you know asked me a while ago if it would be something that i'd be interested in doing and i was like do i get a fanny pack 
And they're like, yeah, we'll get you a fanny pack. I was like, I'm okay. in. Okay. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. I'm like, is it just like, I got this? Or that was like your uh, wedding gift from them? No, yeah, they, they got it for me. And then I also got this uh, this cup. Oh, yes. Flower, yeah. bro. I love it. God yeah. damn. It was so good. If you guys haven't seen the video, please somehow I think find it. I'll, I'll put so it on good. the end of this. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Please. <laughs> It's so good. Stay tuned through the whole episode and you can watch the flower bro thing. Yes. Um, it's worth it. Yeah, it was it was crazy because, like, you know, I watch all these videos and it's a very, um, you got to have a certain kind of crowd uh, for this kind of thing. Like, you can't obviously do it like a Catholic wedding, for instance, but like. Mm, yeah, probably not. Um, <laughs> But it, it just worked out and it's an outdoor venue, so that was perfect. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I want the song to start right here. And then however long it takes me, just cut it whenever I get up there. Cool. Bet. I get up there and the song starts playing and then everybody fucking turns to look at me and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you did look nervous. You're just like, I got this. Uh, well, I planned on doing actual dancing instead of just like a strut upward and then throwing flowers. Ow. But I think it, it worked out still. It did work out. But I I wanted to go bigger, but then like I just was like, I blacked out <laughs> and like, <laughs> yeah. So, um, my buddy Eric recorded from the, from the crowd for me Okay, that's um, who did it. because okay. the, the photographers, they're just photographers. They didn't have yeah. a camera, like a video videographer. Yeah. So, um, which was fine. <laughs> yeah. I like the gonzo footage anyway, <laughs> Eric and the crowd. The only thing that, um, I had heard was people were like, at the beginning of the video, you know, there's the empty, like, two or three empty, like, rows directly behind Eric. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, was there nobody there? And then as he pans, you can see all the people. But Oh, yeah. It was just. I know. didn't even think of that. I was just, like, looking at you and just like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. The uh, the shooting of the hair tie, that was the only thing that I, like. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. was about the that. only thing that I was, like able to do like i was like i know i gotta do this and then well i guess um my other friend my other nick friend um in the crowd that i threw at his face and then the guy in front of the dude recording uh bevan i did like a salt bay oh yeah yeah drop yeah Yeah, it was good (laughs) yeah um i wish i could uh encapsulate that energy like afterwards like because then i just had to sit there and then it was like, and then it was like two more hours before, cause we still had like all the groomsmen po- photos to oh, do yeah. and like and the, the whole wedding party. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> and so there was like two hours before we got to go inside and then it was like another hour and a half before so like, you're everybody, high, like... yeah, before everybody could dance. Cause you know, they got to do the, the toasts and then yep. the cake cutting and then yep. the first dances and everything. First, da- first dance, father, son, or not father, son. Uh, father, daughter, well, I mean, whatever. Uh, father, daughter, uh, mother, son dances. And then, yeah, by that time, I was like, I need <laughs> I need something. Like, I need a, a little bit of... But um, they did a... They also did this thing where uh, they called the wedding party... Or, like, they didn't call the wedding party. But um, each, like, row of people that would walk back um, after the ceremony. So, like, you know, how you're paired up with different bridesmaids and whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well... Uh, each group, each pairing had a song that they were going oh. to be brought out onto the dance floor without like names. So like 
that was the introduction to everybody dancing part of the wedding reception. Cool. And so, like, me and then the two... this And also, first I've ever seen this, uh, female ushers. Never seen that before. Oh. Nope. So there's two of them. And uh, so that was, like, my pairing. I had been paired with these two. And so we came out to Yeah. And so nice. I, I, like did like a model strut to the middle of the dance floor and then like shot a hip out posed and then they came out and like made it rain flower petals because i still had flower petals (laughs) (laughs) so oh my god that's beautiful yeah (laughs) so it was a good time um yeah i i think that that's something that everybody should look into is doing a a flower adult because like looking from my perspective like i was super nervous and i can't imagine being a child and doing something like that oh, having man. everybody looking at you yeah like unless you're super young and where it's just like okay just throwing flowers around yeah yeah no <laughs> like, i know it it's a lot of pressure on them and like i feel like half the time like it's either the you know depending on who the child's parents are like yeah. rushing to grab them and yeah and like, like like i got a cookie for you come to the end of the aisle yeah yeah they to... just don't even carrying the bag don't even <laughs> do the flowers like i'm getting me a cookie you have to like struggle to get them to do the task and it's like yeah like they're just there because they're adorable basically is the point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and man <laughs> if you're if your wedding is going to be one that you expect a lot of people to be having a lot of fun, uh, then probably do a flower. Breaking the ice with that. Flower dude or dudette kind of thing. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Love it. Hell, yeah. Well, what do we got for tonight to discuss? Um. Well, I want to talk about... I, I had a different one planned, but I want to I wanna ease into it because we're, oh, okay. we're, we're on a really good up tick right oh now, okay so. all right all i right. don't want to kill it right real quick but um did you see the uh the uh you know who lizzo is i'm assuming oh shit this is what i was gonna talk about oh okay. is it okay perfect i, th- I think so i think so <laughs> with the, okay with go. the crystal flute oh no but oh. This, my, so okay well i have a good keep keep going keep all going. right <laughs> so uh lizzo who is 100 that bitch um yeah. According to her DNA test, she <laughs> she wears her hair tall. Yeah. She... <laughs> Check her nails. <laughs> she uh, she had a uh, concert, and she's actually so um, classically trained. Um, yeah. In music, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's one of her. She was um, given this uh, crystal flute um, that was owned Wild. by James Madison, President James Madison at uh, an arena in dc and she played the flute for one of her songs and also twerked while playing it and which is hilarious to me but then like the fucking (laughs) reaction that people were having like just so angry like she's desecrating history and like all this crazy shit about it and it's like Bro, like a lot of the memes I'm seeing, they're like, bro, you didn't even know this fucking flute existed. What's your problem? Like, literally, you have no idea that this was a thing. And now all of a sudden you're like, oh, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And listen, Um, if Prince thought Lizzo was the shit, then I think she's going to be okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. (laughs) I do enjoy some of her music and I enjoy her. She's she's pretty interesting. And the fact that she's classically trained, I feel like. For her, I would say the stereotypical like um, 
stereotyping people do. Yeah. Um, with her is like, oh, she, she, you know, she can't think because she's, you know, singing like, um, yeah, like pop music, like it doesn't matter. Music. Yeah. Yeah, and she's actually like, I feel like they, like those types of people, like Lizzo, are actually way more intelligent than people give them credit for. Yeah. Well, it's just like, um, well, I mean, it, it's not the exact same, but it's, uh, like a mirror of like a lot of older like rock acts like um you know you look at van halen for instance like mm -hmm. david lee roth eddie like all of them were trained musicians like they're not just mm -hmm. like dudes fucking around in a garage band like, and then all of a sudden it <laughs> yeah. came yeah they're like legitimate musicians for a long time and so i think that that stereotype is kind of progressed into the modern age of music that you know pop hip-hop mm -hmm. pop is more dominant um and <laughs> and you know it's coming the same kind of not the same exact kind of flack but definitely well i feel like hip-hop is always gonna direction. get flack all the time because like i feel like in my it's my personal opinion and you know people are gonna have different opinions and that's cool like i feel like the reason why it's hip-hop like the like you know like trap for instance like it's yeah. not as i don't feel like i i feel like it's not as big but like you know like you know cutting slang terms even smaller slang terms it's just like it almost seems like a dumbing down of the psyche but yeah it it works the beats are good and you're listening to it and even if you don't like it and you could cut out the words i bet the beats would still have your head bobbing and everything yeah like there's a there's a good rhythm to it um even if you don't really like it like and like some of the big fan but i feel like it still hits on a lot of key points that's why it's so popular like yeah. i don't feel like it's like sh it's not if people didn't like it, it wouldn't work right yeah um i don't know it's and it goes back to um you know just what fucking you like it like that's cool like i i don't think that anybody isn't in the place to tell other people what's good and especially when it's so you know uh subjective subjective yeah it's art it's period yeah and so it's like you might not like it but you know i like that you like it so what does it fucking matter <laughs> like but yeah everybody's got their you know this is my opinion and my opinion mm -hmm. matters more than anything else so blah blah blah, blah oh blah. yeah um yeah so <laughs> but kind of going off of this like stereotypes yeah. and opinions so i follow this guy um called him for years um Every once in a while, I get myself in like a workout kick, and like yeah. I f like follow tons of different people. I've been following this guy since I was probably in middle school. His name's Scooby. He's a ripped gay guy. That's a okay. like a like like not. I, I wouldn't say he's like mainstream or anything because he's not that popular. But I just liked his stuff. Yeah. Um. He posted about Lizzo and like what he was talking about was um, uh, fat. Not well. He was complaining about um. We are like. Um, how did how did he say it? Like we are promoting obesity. Oh, um, gotcha. You know, like that, like unhealthy fat versus body positivity. Yeah, and where that you know where that well, fine line is. And yeah. like I love talking to you because we're both kind of devil advocates. I feel like for this, so like I was kind of curious as to where you stand on that line of, you know, what is too much and what is positive, what is negative, what's good image and bad image, what's healthy and what. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think. Well, you probably know this as much as anybody, but there's, you know, there's big people who are like internally super duper healthy and yeah. it's like, okay, like you're big, but your shit's working. Like, I don't, you mm -hmm. know, and, and it gets to the point where, you know, I, I don't mind bo 
body positivity, obviously. I'm not the fucking, you know, I'm not the Hercules that I wish I was, but I don't think that um, there's a, I, I do think that there's a, a danger in like over glorification of like super duper unhealthiness. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, it's not really something that anybody should be like, oh, listen, this is my issue now. So if you listen to me, you need to lose weight. Like, yeah, if that person asks you for help, cool. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's awesome. It's super awesome that they're able to reach out and talk to people about it. But then also, like, you don't need to involve yourself <laughs> in their life like that. But yeah. my main um, concern, and I've had this kind of thought before where it's like you're forcing people to like you're going you have to you have to say that that's like beautiful like that's that's amazing you know that like you can't force people to like certain things Mm -hmm. like if somebody's into it and there fucking is there's somebody into everything yeah like that's great good for them but you can't go you have to be into it because they're brave or whatever it's like you can't you can't force people into a box like that it's the same thing as like you know if you don't like somebody who you know has short hair whatever dude you're not into it cool you don't have to fucking run around telling everybody they have to have long hair all the time and have to have to like long hair like you know it's a obviously a diluted argument but Mm -hmm. that's you know kind of the same premise for me and I think it also depends on, like, what she is. Like, are you looking at her from a lyrical standpoint and what she does in a profession, or are you just looking at her body image? Yeah. You know, and if her body image, if she wants to keep it positive for her own, like, um, mental stability and everything, yeah. then that's a good thing. I think I think it's a, like, I, what I want to bring up, it's just kind of weird, because, like, I have a medical side of it, and then I have, like, you know, like whatever they want to do side like yeah. i'm not going to be looking at lizzo and be like you know i need to like continue to gain weight or lose weight or any i I have no feeling about her weight affecting me yeah or my decision or health care decisions well also but, keep in mind she probably fucking outworks everybody that i know like just because her stage performances and she mm-hmm, tours yeah. so like yeah she might be bigger but she's got She's got to have some cardio going, you know. Yeah, you don't yeah, you don't no, get sure. to the point where you can fucking play the flute and twerk at the same time without having a little bit of cardio going, you know. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, from the medical standpoint, like, um, you know, like you said, some people could be healthy and um, not have any issues. Like, you know, most people that are overweight and morbidly obese, like where that term come from, is like a, a BMI scale, right? And, like oh, BMIs yeah, that don't thing. Well, yeah, and, like, people will argue in a positive sense, like, BMI is just your height and weight, you know, but also it doesn't include your bone density, muscle density, or any of that, so is it true? Whatever. It doesn't really matter, in my opinion, but, like, what comes with morbid obesity and stuff like that are really bad comorbidities, like high blood pressure, um, you got diabetes, because usually, you know, if you're overweight, you don't always eat the best, so your sugars aren't well regulated and stuff like that, and then not only that, like, so if, like, AR, or also, like, high cholesterol, high cholesterol or hyperlipidemia, they, um, like, those are kind of, like, the triad, I would say, obesity, and that, all those issues relate to other issues, 
but like if all that's checking out on her the only thing i would worry on a medical standpoint is like your joints yeah just because having excessive weight and everything can be harmful to your joints but like that's all on the medical side like where like if she wants to feel good in her skin and she's comfortable she likes her diet and everything else why does it matter like i don't feel like she's like screaming everyone needs to like be big like me it's like yeah. i'm happy in my own skin where i feel like like you don't need to tell need me how happy i am kind yeah, of thing it's, yeah it's it's not about like how much she weighs or what she looks like it's about how she feels about how she looks like yeah and that's how oh, i feel like that's the message people should probably take from that from anything it's just like she loves her body which i feel like a lot of people don't like i don't like i wish i was a certain way but do i put the things in front of me to like be successful no yeah but, <laughs> but you know it's all relative and everything right um i side note because you brought up bmi and made me think of it um i i saw a comment or a post maybe on reddit and they were talking about how uh bmi the dude who you know invented it i get or mm -hmm. devised it whatever this is belgian uh mathematician and like his sample group for it like his his like all the things that he determined you know it like he didn't even go very much further out than his oh. like village so like it's huh. all based off the people that like this very small portion size of people where it's like yeah these are these are the healthy ones but that's like mm -hmm. just you know fucking joe from down the street yeah and one of the comments was like today i learned i'm uh about the same as a pudgy Belgian from the 1830s. <laughs> I was like, that's oh, good. Yeah, dude. That's um, funny. Oh, my Lord. Well, and like, so BMI, and this would be a thing that me and Shane would talk about if he was here. But in the military, that's one of the things they use to decide if you're fat or not. And mm -hmm. if you fail a BMI, like taping, they'll go and put you in like a specific um, training for you know, oh. fat people, especially in the Navy, it's called uh, Fitness Enhancement Program or FEP. And it's fucking stupid. And you'll get dudes who fail the taping because they're like, they might be yoked out of their mind, but if they got a tiny ass neck, they're fucked, you know, like, oh, interesting. And, you know, vice versa. You can have a dude who's overweight, not in shape, but he's got that pudgy neck. Fine. And it's like wild. Yeah, it's a very like it's it's not perfect, you know, by no, any means. Not at all. Um, well, it's such an overgeneralization of it, like yeah. kind of how you said, and like, especially with their population density and like different cultures and everything. Like, um, so on, like, so the BMI scale, they also kind of have that for like um, infants and everything. Like, oh the, sure, their percentages. Like, so if a parent's like, oh, my kid's in the tenth percentile or whatever for this or that. You know, it's based off of this curve and arc of all the other people. Um, but, like, there's, like, you know, the United States standards, and then there's, like, the World Health, which, like, looks at all um, ethnicities and different cultures and countries and everything. And, like, it, the scales are different, so it's always kind of interesting to see that as well. Right. Man, that's <laughs> funny. What? No, just about having fat neck. Like, you're good. Like, all yeah. right. Dude, there was this dude that I was with uh, when I was stationed in Nevada, and he looked like straight up like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. And he would pass taping because he had his fucking frog neck fucking just like, you know, he's just chilling. Yeah. It's so like this fucking guy is there's no way he's he's got a better BMI than I do. Are you fucking shitting me right yeah, now? Yeah, like, no, it's wild. It's wild. So stupid. Um, 
but yeah so i don't know there's there's obviously different like there's a hundred different ways you can like look at it too but i agree yeah. with like pretty much what you were saying just the you know the i think the mental part of it is also a bigger deal than you know we all fucking rot in the end like <laughs> are you happy <laughs> during your time fuck it dude yeah have that twinkie i don't give a shit like right just don't tell me how i should be living because that's you know that's the biggest thing like leave me the fuck alone like if i want to be healthy cool you want to be yeah. healthy cool but i'm i shouldn't be in the position to tell you and you shouldn't be in the position to tell me now if it's mm -hmm. something somebody that you care about like a person in your family that you're like you oh, fuck, i really wish you would get your shit together then mm -hmm. that's a conversation for you know a family <laughs> thing but yeah like personal life that yeah like, but like i'm not gonna Lizzo... tweet lizzo be like are you gonna lose the weight yet like yeah that's because if it is an issue that's a that's a topic of discussion between her and her provider exactly like, none, of, none of our opinions matter to it and i hope she has thick enough skin to not no pun intended but thick enough skin to like you <laughs> yeah. know brush it off which i feel like she does because she yeah. still flaunts it and obviously like, yeah Girl. she doesn't give a fuck she's no <laughs> yeah she's t t twerking with the crystal flute <laughs> yeah she's living her best life um right yeah That's uh, all right what do we got next um so uh this is the story that i was gonna do first but okay the sad like, one yeah Let's um go. so a few weeks ago a month ago your wife was on and we were talking about the uh roe v wade getting overturned right yeah mm -hmm. um and since then quite a few states have started you know proactively changing their laws up um mm -hmm. arizona updated their abortion laws and uh some some certain drugs are now prohibited because they can be used to end um that's literally every fucking drug if you take enough of it right honestly. well i mean yeah <laughs> um but uh this one particular story is about a 14 year old girl who was denied a refill of a life-saving prescription drug she had been taking for years just two days after the new abortion law had taken effect oh my god um the uh, her condition she has debilitating rheumatoid arthritis and osteoporosis which fucking rough for a 14 year old yeah holy shit um metho methotrexate yeah uh that's what mm -hmm. she takes um i'm assuming that's the right stuff uh, uh, i think i can't remember hold on um but it can also be used to end ectopic pregnancies induce an abortion and that's why she was denied so uh that's that's pretty fucked up um for the most part i don't know if it's a, yeah if that's a thing where they can like i wouldn't think that the, you could just go <laughs> oh we're just gonna try this other thing now because that yeah uh, or is it something that she said she do. died no she didn't die she just oh, okay, was okay, denied okay. this medication refill because <sighs> because of it i don't know man that's fucking wild yeah. um because i couldn't remember what specific drug class was in it it's an anti um like um metabolic metabolic or anti um cannot say the word <laughs> like um rheumatic so it yeah. fights what like the rheumatoid arthritis um but yeah, it can be used for that and also used for cancer. But um yeah, I that's wild. And I I wonder how that had to play out because like when you when the doctor prescribes a medication, um it has to have a reason. Like usually, you know what I mean? It's like, oh here, take this pill for nothing. Like you yeah. know, there's always an indication for it. Right. And the fact that she was denied even though it wasn't for um the abortion, that's kinda 
fishy and interesting if that is like completely valid because i don't feel like that would be appropriate at all because it's not being used for that yeah um so i guess i don't yeah so it's it's this girl's physician um she had said that uh the a refusal has happened to some older patients but never to someone so young and so quickly after territorial abortion law was mm. written in 1864 had taken effect so like since then obviously older people maybe when they were like yeah you know you can't do that shit and then with this reigniting of everything um <laughs> you know that's where uh walgreens where the prescription was denied sent a statement um our focus is meeting the needs of our patients and making sure they have access to the make medications they need oh, in Jesus compliance Christ. with the pharmacy laws and regulations trigger laws in various states require additional steps for dispensing uh you know pretty pretty uh corporate i guess uh wow. response but um yeah so uh the her doctor also said um do we know that now uh do we know that now causing my patient to delay access to medical care or sometimes potentially no access to medication what kind of change will happen it's really frustrating mm -hmm. and i'm very angry which i mm -hmm. understand um yeah it's fucking wonky like this is the kind of shit where people are like oh that's not gonna fucking happen like whatever <laughs> here it is fucking happening right away like no right it makes me wonder where the ball was dropped like i said they usually have an indication so i wonder if like like if they have like a system that flags um the medications coming in and then instead of looking at the indication of why the medication's given just like yeah blacklisted can't Probably. give this to the person or anything like that yeah yeah crazy shit um <laughs> i don't know well, actually, kind of, like, well, this is, like, I also kind of wonder if this was kind of where it was going to go, because sometimes um, with COVID, things are still affecting productions everywhere. Right. So, so Pitocin, we're in a shortage of that. So Pitocin is, like, a medication that stimulates um, contractions for women. Okay. And so <clears throat> a lot of women that come in the hospitals that have babies, um, sometimes they are, you know, social inductions, which means, like, they don't have a medical reason. They just like they can pick their due date. They can come in and trigger labor with that medication. Right. Or you have high risk pregnancies where they have high blood pressure, which is preeclampsia, which is dangerous for mom and baby. So they come in to be induced. So they give that medication. Right. So um, I think it was either it was a couple days before Chantel gave birth. Um, like last birth they kind of like were kind of given the option of using it but like i said i don't want a drug-free labor even like um something that would trigger labor even more right so but also what this medication is used for after birth because um so after you deliver the baby and the placenta um you have your uterus well you <laughs> women have the uterus that still needs to basically shunt off where the um placenta detached okay. so you got like these fibers that are instead of being closed like this they're open which can um, like allow women to hemorrhage or lose blood and um so those contractions actually force the muscle closer together to the point where it helps stop the bleeding and so after birth um no matter what like um birth you usually give they probably wouldn't they probably wouldn't give it for a c-section right but for a vaginal birth 
they give that so help stimulate those contractions to help ladies not hemorrhaging. Right. So they didn't have that for Chantel because they're in a shortage of it. Right. So which there's other ways to make sure and you know, if she wasn't a high risk pregnancy or anything or a hemorrhage risk, if she doesn't have any blood disorders or anything like that. So there's other maneuvers that they had to do. Um, this is way more medical than I meant it to be. <laughs> I'm so sorry if anyone like now this. Everybody sweet, knows. But... So <laughs> now everybody knows. Just, just in case you were curious. Now yeah. you know. <laughs> there we go. So yeah, medication shortages. <laughs> There's another one out of but we're not gonna talk about that one. No, <laughs> oh, well. Um Ooh, dear yeah. God. Did you have anything? Any stories? Yeah, yeah. So, um, question, what's your beef with Polyphia? I just, I don't know. I just can't get into him, man. I don't know. I, I fucking don't like the guitar playing. And I know, I know it's fucking wizardry. I get it. Like, I know that it's, it sounds cool to a lot of people, but I do not like it. He reminds me of fucking August Rush where he's in there just slapping the guitar in that empty church. And I'm like, okay, like I get it. You got rhythm. What do you want from me? Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. And I understand that it's very skillful and precise and okay. all, right. all this, but that I just don't, I can't get into them. Okay. Did you at least listen to the song though? Yeah. I Oh yeah. I listened okay. to it, of course. Well then when, so um, Polyphia just came out with a new song, um, Ego Death, I believe yeah. it was called. And um, it had Steve Vai in it. And what I love about this song is, um, so I've been following Polyphia for a while. Like I'm not like a mega fan by any means, yeah. but I do appreciate um, Tim Henson and also Scott LePage, who are the the leading guitarists from yeah. the inception of Polyphia, which they're amazing. Um, and I do agree. Like if you don't like that type of guitar playing or the you know no lyrical aspect of it, I can yeah. understand where that kind of comes from. But um, tons of interviews and other things like from other guitarists, like Steve Vai actually like gave props to like. Tim Henson saying he's kind of like the the next wave of people like Stevie Vai um, or Steve Vai who's been, you know, like I'm not a Steve Vai fan honestly. Yeah. I'm really I'm really not. Um, but like it was interesting to see them meld their music together because it yeah. worked out really good. And like when he comes in with his whammy bars, just like oh yeah, it was it was so good. And um, also I didn't know this. <laughs> did you know he did the Halo Two guitar theme? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was looking up stuff today about him and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. But um he's played on a lot of like random things too. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. I bet. I bet. But um it was cool because Steve I like said, you know, complimented Tim Henson on his playing and I feel like it was kind of a play on that, like where Tim Henson knows he's good, but he's always willing to bow down to his like, you know, um inspiration Pre- people. Yeah, predecessors yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and this is also this kind of segueing into the the next question I want to ask. So obviously that was a dream come true for you know Polyphia to play with someone yeah. so you know spectacular. If money was not a issue, who would you have at a personal concert? Like anybody, like multiple bands and everything. Who would how, you like? How many bands do I get? Does not matter. You have oh, infinite fuck. money. You can like I I fantasize about this so much, so I want to know who who would be all there for you. Okay, well here's the thing. I wouldn't be the only person there. It would be well, like, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. No, you would like, yeah, same with me. Like, I would invite <laughs> everybody that I would know. That well, would I would make it music. like a thing. Like, it's like a this is a fucking Levi Levi a Looper. Levi Harrison presents. <laughs> yeah, what do they call that? Uh, what's the thing out in California that they always do? 
like the, a Lollapalooza? The, yes, uh, Levi Palooza. That's what's going Le- on. <laughs> Levi Palooza. All right. <laughs> yeah. Who's all uh, going to be there? Um, it's people who are alive. I'm assuming. Nope. It, I oh. mean, I mean, I mean, it would make more sense if they were alive. But I'll I mean, do alive because it because it, it okay. just makes more sense. Um, okay. Okay. Right. So I'll. I'll limit it because there's a lot of people that I would like to see, but um, just for shits and giggles, I w- <laughs> I'm gonna combine uh, quite a few genres here. But, oh, but that's that's the whole point. Yeah, so I would like all of, all of the uh, surviving members of the Wu Tang Clan. Okay. I would like to, <laughs> I would like to see Eminem and uh, mm-hmm. what's his face have a rap battle. Um, uh, House of Pain guy. What's his, you, you know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, Everlast. There we go. Um, never heard of him. You never heard of Ever? You've heard of Everlast? Uh, what? It, or not what it's like. He's got. I'm fucking. I'm. I'm blanking now. But uh, Everlast was the singer of House of Pain, and they do jump around. But then I guess back in the day they used to have a lot of beef. Him and Eminem. So. Uh, <laughs> And I would like to have them force them into a rap battle. And then mm. I would like to have, um, I would like to see Tool. That'd be tight. Um, yeah. As like sad as it would be to see the old people go, I'd like to watch the Rolling Stones fucking mm-hmm. struggle to move around. Uh, we, I mean, how many is that? It's like four or five. Um, Guns and Roses would be tight. It would be like, but I would like it to be somebody who it can actually sing. I would like Guns N' Roses, but like instead of Axel trying to sing, I'd like to have somebody step it. Maybe Miles Kennedy that Slash usually plays with singing, because okay. I think that would be fun. And I don't know that I feel like those are like the ones that I'd be like that would be fucking tight. But mm-hmm. Slipknot because I've never seen them. Uh, Not Corn again. I've seen them a bunch of times, but I guess I'd see them again. Yeah, yeah. Th- them. Corn and then Slipknot, or Slipknot then Corn, because, because you know Slipknot. Would you put it like? Do you have a specific <laughs> order in your head? Like who would oh, be no, your like? There's no way I could fucking okay. order that around. Like I, okay. it would okay. be so hard. <laughs> oh but man, it would be fun just to like. Those are all things people that I want to just see. Uh, like the the remaining lineup from Black Sabbath, maybe. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Yeah. No, I think um for mine, like, cause I always fantasize, what if I won millions? What what, what concert would I want to throw on for all my friends and yeah. me and my wife? I think I, I'll include like people I think she'd want to see too. So for sure, Matt Mason. Um, I don't know if you heard any of his music. Um, I think so. Is that okay, the name sounds familiar? He's got some good stuff. Um, for sure, him. Um, Lana Del Rey for Chantel. Oh, tight. Okay. Um, who else? Uh, she's, hold on. I gotta figure out this lady's name. <laughs> I don't remember her name. Fair. Oh, yeah. Oh, Casey uh, Musgraves. Oh, yeah. She's um, cool. for sure. Um, I don't know who else she would want. But then me personally, I would love to see um, Rise Against. I mean, it'd be cool if original 3D Grace could be together, but that's never going <laughs> to fucking happen. I mean, maybe um, if money's no object, man. You might be able to maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Maybe it'd be fun if they just all started fighting on stage, too. You know? Oh, God. <laughs> man. I just can't, I don't know. Um, I'm a huge fan of 1X all the time. Yeah. Ugh. Um. I would do Breaking Benjamin. Of course. I would do Tool. Yeah. 
Because um, I honestly would love to see, and this is also weird to me, like I would love to like videotape everything and yeah. also just see the interaction between Breaking Benjamin and Tool because Breaking Benjamin like is a big fan of Tool. Oh, yeah. So it'd be interesting if they would like do something together. Yeah. Um, you could have one open for the other. Oh, I would have Breaking Benjamin open for Tool for I, sure. I imagine so, but I didn't. Yeah. Wanna, I didn't want to put words in your mouth. No, I mean, <laughs> I feel, I feel like I would end on Tool too, yeah. like that. I feel that'd be my main one. I feel like who else? I feel like those are the main ones. I feel like I would bring together and want. I would like to add two people. Okay. I would like to add Tash Sultana because she's a fucking. Oh shit! Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's fun to watch, and then I would like to add LP. Because she's also got a crazy voice, and I would like to watch that. So they could be my oh, yes. openers. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That would be good. For sure, I think Matt Mason would be one of our openers, for yeah. sure. He's got, I really like his stuff. It was good. Hell it was yeah. good. Also, other rich fantasy. I don't know if you've ever had something like this, because I don't know if you've ever had this thoughts. But also, I would love to have Tim Henson... Um, make an album with Tool minus Maynard. <laughs> yeah. Um, just because, like... Like an all-music um, all album? Yes. Okay. Because, like, like we talked... So, Tim Henson's very technical, pitch harmonics, hybrid picking, just yeah, spectacular. I would love to see what his techniques, plus the rhythm and timing and all overall, like, atmosphere that Adam yeah. Jones can bring. But also... Um, who's the drummer again? Um, fuck, why can't... I don't fucking remember his name. Why can't... I'm blanking it, and I always remember his name. Um... Oh, oh yeah, Danny Carey. Danny Carey, yes, yeah. yes, Danny Carey. His like his um timing and his polyrhythms he can play. Like I would love to see how Polyphia and Tool could like like mold together and make something. I feel like yeah. it'd be very interesting just to see what Tim could pick up from Adam and what Adam could pick up from Tim. Yeah, it would just be it'd blow my mind if they could make one together. I would here's, totally. Here's my that. other thing with Tim Henson. Is you ever watch somebody and they're very like too good at something and then you just oh. kind of fucking hate them? No, that's, that, but yeah, that's also you don't ever have that. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh, I, totally I was kidding. like, dude, I get that on the daily every time I go through fucking <laughs> Instagram or you know, anything that has mm -hmm. anything with art related. I'm like, fuck this yeah. guy, man, <laughs> piece of shit, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> but okay on the on this point though i think tim henson has a lot of practice time um, well, i would fucking hope so it well, would be even worse if he just well, walked out there because <laughs> there's been streams with um dragon force herman lee that oh, he's yeah. been on and he like he even admits he doesn't like doing freestyle because like he is uh... he, i don't I don't think he he probably can write like that. Yeah. But I think it actually takes him a while to write his hooks. And I right. also a lot of people focus on Tim Henson versus Scott, so I don't really know who is the heavier and the creator of which aspect. Right. You know what I mean? So That's fair. Yeah. So there you go. There there's something. You know he's not that perfect. Herman League probably could shred him face yeah. to face in freestyle. Yeah, so. that makes me feel good because I fuck around. that's all I do is freestyle. So fuck, yeah. fuck you, Tim. No, uh <laughs> <laughs> um, plus he's gorgeous he's like the like an anime version well, of a real person you know when what I, I mean? first saw a video i thought he was like fucking 11 and that pissed me off even more but he's like 30 something <laughs> he's like, uh i think he might be younger than us is he he better not be i think he is Wolf i think we're ass. a little old let's just take oh. again 27 fuck uh, told you told you just barely so, i just yeah i know you know what well well hold on this one says 
28. He's born 93. He's older than me. Yeah, he's oh, got yeah, he's right. got an extra year of practicing, dude. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, if you guys haven't heard of Polyphia, please take a listen. It will uh, rock your socks off. I hope at least it's <laughs> pretty interesting. Um, yeah. With with that, we got the uh, Billboard 200 top 10. Let's go. Let's get some other musical acts in here. Um debuting at number one this week born pink by blackpink okay i've never <laughs> never heard of them nope. um down from one to two unverno san Sinti by bad bunny debuting at number three there's a lot of debuts this week holy shit uh two baddies by nct 127 oh fuck and if you're wondering yes that is another k-pop band um it is yeah okay i'm not mad now <laughs> <laughs> fucking course you're not uh Dangerous, the double album, holding strong at number four. For fucking years, man. Up from 32 to five. Highlights the week. God damn it, this album just won't fucking go away. (laughs) 84 weeks on the chart, if you're curious. Um, Damn. But it hasn't been in the top ten the whole time. Yeah. uh, Up from six, or up from eight to six, Renaissance, Beyonce, holding steady at seven, Harry's House, Harry Styles, debuting. At number eight, I never felt none. Never felt none. Uh, ESTG. So you got that? If you want to check that one out, uh, I, ain't <laughs> I, I never feel none. Um, that's like none. a that's a Drake title if I've ever. That's heard what one. I thought yeah. you were gonna say. Drake at the end. I yeah. was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, number nine, "Beautiful Mind" by Rod Wave, and then down from six to ten, "Real or Two, Young Boy Never Broke." Mm. So there you go. Um, I, I checked. Ozzy fell all the way down to like 32nd. Oh, was... God. Yeah, I forgot that he had started, which I actually did listen to patient number nine and not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Not too shabby. I mean, it's obviously, mm-hmm. it's not something that would fit in this era, yeah. but mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's it for these. Um, thank all of our friends, the Dutch and Denver podcast, No New Friends podcast, the Remedy Room kicking it with the kellys uh feel free to click the link tree in the description or type it in on your own you're very capable i believe in all of you um if you want to watch this on the youtube which you probably should this episode because as soon as this cuts we're you get to watch the video so oh my god i can't wait to see (laughs) flower bro video um and yeah, do all of the things like like and subscribe and Mark. Thank you again uh, for no for joining. My pleasure. Yes, uh, sir. Have yes, fun sir. with your women dominated house. <laughs> I will. I believe I in will. you. You're strong. Thank you. <laughs> I'm um, excited. It's gonna be good. Hell yeah! And that's it. Yep. I've had Don't. enough. Me Peace. too. Don't forget to tip your bartender. <laughs> Can't talk today. Fuck. Jesus Christ! Peace all out, right. bitches. Bye. Deuces.